Good morning, dear faithful. On this Wednesday, May the 6th, here at St. Patrick Parish and Oratory, we celebrate the ancient feast of St. John the Apostle before the Latin Gate. And today's Mass is being offered for the repose of the soul of Monica Smith, requested by the Moran family. And as a, a little explanation of this Mass, it is no, no longer found in the, uh, in the missals dated 1962. But since it's a feria, we are able then to celebrate the feast that used to occupy this day, which is called St. Saint John before the Latin Gate. And it was around the year 95 that St. John was arrested, the apostle. He was the last one around the last apostle alive during that time and had been arrested by the order of the Roman Emperor Domitian and he was to appear before the Roman gate or what we call the Latin gate in the city of Rome and he was to be condemned by being dipped and submerged in a boiling in a pot in a cauldron of boiling oil and so when St. John heard of this, he knew that this was the will of God and he accepted this, this death very you know, preciously because this was his call to martyrdom as the other apostles, the, other, the rest were, were martyred. But rather in our Lord's mercy and of course his kindness, St. John was immersed in this really scathing, hot, boiling oil in that cauldron but yet it became for him like a refreshing bath. And so, of course, the soldiers, the executioners were surprised at this and uh, of this miracle. And uh, truly, it was indeed a type of martyrdom because it was a martyrdom of charity that, that St. John had, uh, had endured, especially during the life of Christ. Remember, he was the only apostle there at Calvary and so he felt also transfixed, similar to that of Our Lady who was transfixed when our Lord was, was there dying on the cross. And so we share in this because whether or not we will be called to that great vocation of being a martyr or not, we can always give our life for the service of God and His Church as well as for the charity and goodness of one another during this time especially. So remember when St. John, then after this bout in, at, before the Latin Gate, then he was sent off to Patmos, the island where he had these great and amazing visions and apparitions. And that is when he wrote the last book of the Bible, the Apocalypse. And so let us then continue to be mindful of the rich history of our church and how these ancient feasts, which we, of course, are able to celebrate, and, and we are able to celebrate that also through the means of live stream, especially when the, this church is closed um, during the time of Mass. Let us then be united with prayer and with the intercession of St. John. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let us continue with our, our reflection on prayer, the necessity of prayer, and 
of course, how we should pray. And now we will deal with when, the question when shall we pray. Prayer, of course, in general. We ought to pray continually for our Lord says that we must pray always and not lose heart. And we are about six weeks, I, I believe, into this lockdown situation here in our state. And we might lose, of course, our nerves. We might lose our patience. But let us never lose that spirit of prayer that we should pray constantly, whether or not we are sick or well, whether we are tired or not, whether we have free time or not as well. We should try to instill that spirit of prayer that we as Catholics should do. And that is our way to communicate with our Lord, with how we adore Him, with how we ask Him for things that we need to ask, to say sorry, to ask for forgiveness and petition. So St. Paul tells us, the Apostle, pray without ceasing. Continuous prayer makes us like the angels who constantly adore before the throne of God. If we are unceasing in prayer, we shall obtain our requests from God without difficulty. If we should pray continuously, we should persevere. We should persevere. We would persevere much, most surely in the state of grace until death. And that is how we preserve ourselves, you know, from the dreaded mortal sin and uh, the temptations that lead into that by preserving ourselves and keeping our spirit in prayer. But it is not required, in fact, it is impossible to do it every second of the day to remain constantly on our knees in formal prayer. What we should do then, of course, we have to do it continually, is to join work and prayer together. So, of course, those who are employed, you know, we can always make sure to join our actions with, in a prayerful-like ma um, manner. Christ, who in all things should be our model, joined work to prayer. In this world, we should pray by means of our labor and our actions. Only with the death do our labors and our actions cease. But then there begins for us the meditation of the majesty of God, and this will be our occupation for all eternity. So we should begin our work with the intention to glorify God in all things that we do. During work, we should frequently repeat prayers, even these short prayers, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord save us. St. Paul tells us, whether you eat or drink or whatever else you do, do all for the glory of God. Highly to be recommended is the practice of making a good intention early in the morning. So when we get to bed, when we rise from bed, I mean, let us try to our, ourselves to make that formal act of morning prayer to thank God for the sleep that we had and for this new day that we have begun. 
and also with the intention that we should do in the morning. And of renewing this intention often during the day. In order to keep before their eyes the need of prayer during the day in Catholic places, fervent, faithful have made shrines. And I believe we see a few shrines still out there. It's more prevalent in Europe where we see by the road in a corner a little statue of Mary or the saint or our Lord. And our shrines we can see in churches, of course, images of our Lord or the saints around this, this country. We have seen statues, crucifixes along highways and fields, and these call to mind the traveler and to themselves man's constant need for prayer. So if we see a holy object out there when we're driving to the grocery store, for example, let us then be in a spirit of, of prayer. So we ought to pray more, especially every morning and evening, before and after meals, and at the sound of the Angelus. So this is a good way to, to keep you know, consistency in our prayer by doing these, these things. The, this is the bare minimum, really. In the morning, we ought to give thanks to God for having preserved us during the night and beseech him to protect us during the day from misfortune and sin and to give us what is necessary for our bodily welfare. Tobias admonished his son, All the days of thy life have God in, have God in thy mind. At night we should give thanks to God for the benefits we have received during the day and beseech him to pardon the sins we have committed and to protect us during the night. One, should, one would be thoughtless to go to bed without giving thanks to God for his goodness during the day. And at that time, we should always make an act of contrition, an examination of conscience, and try to awaken this before we go to bed so that we know of the sins that we have committed during these past 24 hours, for example. So before and after meals, we ought to give thanks to God and for His benefits and implore His grace to avoid such sins as, we, as are committed at the table. You know, sometimes we argue at table or not be charitable to one another, so let us then avoid that by first praying before we eat. And even if we're alone, we should pray. You know, it's not just to show off, but it's really to, to make sure that we are always in the spirit of prayer, even when we're eating. We should show God that we are grateful for His gifts. Before partaking of food, Christ first thanked His Heavenly Father. Remember at the Last Supper, you know, before the Eucharist, he had, they had a Sedar meal, or the Passover meal, I mean. And... God gave thanks to his heavenly father. Generally, he raised his eyes to heaven, just like what the priest does at each mass before consecrating the most precious body and blood of our Lord. And then he bowed his head as he did at the Last Supper. He thereby conveyed the meaning, My father, I thank thee. Moses stressed the importance of prayer before meals when he admonished 
the Jews. And when therefore you eat your fill, take care not to forget the Lord. That's what he said. Who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that land of slavery. When eating and drinking, we should not fail to pay heed to the unseen guest, our Lord, who is at every table. We ought then to pray in the hour of need or of temptation, always, when entering upon important undertakings or decisions or choices, and when we feel an inspiration or a desire to pray. We ought to pray in times of distress, for God enjoins this upon us. Call upon me in the time of distress, according to the book of Psalms. I will rescue you, and you shall glorify me. The doors of our churches, of course, we um, have opened during the times appointed, after Mass, of course. And so people who might be tempted, you know, because of sin, would then be well to come to pray to our Lord, whether we're able to physically or in the convenience of our home, in our little shrine that we have placed in our living room or in our prayer room in our homes. So on commencing, of course, an important undertaking, a decision, a lifelong thing that we have to ponder upon and make a decision, we ought to pray. Our Lord passed the whole night in prayer before he chose the 12 apostles. He prayed before the raising of Lazarus. He prayed before he went to his passion. The apostles prayed before they chose St. Matthias by lot. And St. Peter prayed before he called Tabitha to life. And St. Jerome admonishes us to arm ourselves by prayer at our outgoing and at our incoming to let prayer be our first action. So, dear faithful, when we look upon the examples, of course, of St. John, of the holy apostles, of the great saints, our patron saints that we love to pray for their, for their intercession for all of us. We knew that prayer was at the heart and center of their conversation with God. All the saints did that. And so can we, if we want to also become saints. We need then to pray. And when? We should pray during these appointed times. Of course, we are not angels where we constantly um, have the the right and proper disposition to pray each and every moment of our lives. But when we cannot go and set aside time to pray, we can still enjoin the other moments of our lives in prayer with directing intentions. So, for example, you could say, Lord, during these works that I'm about to do during this day when I mow the lawn, when I clean the furniture, when I sanitize and uh, also do things to prevent the pandemic from spreading. Let my thoughts and actions be glorifying for you and may be pleasing to you. And may these sacrifices that we do help us for the remission of sin, but also for the conversion of sinners. That is a good intention to offer. You know? And also, we ask our Lord that all of these good things and works be pleasing to God so that it may be reflected at the last judgment that God sees that as a way to work for our salvation. You know, we can do the 
corporal and spiritual works of mercy, so we include that in our intentions as well. So all of these, you see how simple the explanation is, but of course how hard to implement it for those who may not be well initiated in the, the regular spirit of prayer. So I ask you for those who might have trouble to start today and make a good resolution to pray and to pray at the good appointed times when we can. Even write it out. You could even use your phone to remind you or an alarm clock to remind you when to pray and no matter what, maybe we are, yes, maybe we have a project to do, and it seems that by praying we might be distracted. But I think it would be better to keep in mind our Lord, especially during these important things, unless, of course, we have a very important project, like an operation at the operation table. <clears throat> but let us try our best then to be reasonable and intelligent, of course, when and how we should pray. And may this be our intention for today. And may God bless you all and keep you safe. Please continue to help support us, dear faithful, as we continue on during this lockdown situation. We thank all of you who have supported us so far. And we implore again and ask you, if you can, if you can help us by mailing your donation or by giving online as we always provide the link. And if you do benefit of course, from these sermons, these homilies, this liturgy that we live stream in, in, a, in even a small way, we ask if you can be so gracious and be kind, if you can then help us out in any way you can. Thank you and may God bless you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.